All right. Well, welcome, everybody, to another session of Jive Talking, coming to you from Jolly Roger Sailing Club, where pirates go to play. I'm not supposed to say that anymore. People at the club don't like it, so I'm just tweaking them with that. So leave that in, by the way, Trey. Anyways, <laughs> the weather here today is very overcast. Uh, We're in northern Ohio. Those of you who may not know, this time of year, you might see the sun once every month. Maybe I shouldn't. That's kind of an exaggeration. We might see it twice a month, but it's very overcast and we're all thinking about summer. So what we have today is we have a show with, um, uh, I don't know what your title is, Scott, but director, uh, founder of Spectrum Sailing. I'll let you introduce yourself. And then we also have somebody from North Cape Yacht Club. Did I say that right? You did. Um, Brandy, who um, was very active with that. And then we have uh, another person named... I am Christina Columbus. I am going to be coming on as a uh, co-host of the podcast for some of our podcasts this year. Well, we're trialing her. We'll see how she does first. So, Scott, why don't, you go ahead, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? And then, Brandy, you guys can just tell us a little bit about yourself, and then we'll go from there. Sure. Thanks for having me today. My name is Scott Herman. I'm the executive director and founder of Spectrum Sailing. Spectrum Sailing is the only national autism sailing program. And uh, we go around the country and run sailing camps for autistic youth. Okay. Brandy. Perfect. Um, my name is Brandy Boney, and I um, am the chair of the Adult Learn to Sail program at North Cape Yacht Club. Uh, but I also, um, my day job is a literacy consultant, and so I'm uh, deeply invested in education. And when we heard about uh Spectrum Sailing coming to North Cape, I immediately got involved. My daughter got involved and um, we're just really excited uh, to be able to have the program at at North Cape and and to be able to be part of this. It's it's really, really exciting. I tell you, Brandy sounds pretty good on the uh, podcast. You might have to have her back more often. I know. Very clear. Yeah. Thank you. Now, using my teacher voice today, using your teacher voice. All right. I did mention on the last podcast that this one will not have Taylor Swift on it, but I usually mention her name just in case that gets us more more listens, but you never know. So I think that's wise. Yeah, well, that or I know the the Kelsey brothers have the my daughter turned me on to their podcast and they have the number one podcast in the country now. Oh, holy cats, I didn't even realize that. Yeah, it's 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 pretty well, interesting. We're- we're, we're gunning for them. We're sitting in number two, right? Well, I think we moved down to three, but we're, we're, we're coming up. We're coming up in the world. We'll take care of that today. Yeah. We've got some great content. That's right. Tell us, how, how did, Scott, how did Spectrum Sailing just come about? Sure. So, um, you know, I've had an opportunity to live in a number of places across the country, and my wife and I relocated back to Charleston, South Carolina about seven years ago. We have an autistic son. His name is Daniel. He's 15 now. But when we moved back here seven years ago, the five existing clubs in Charleston didn't have uh, the the staff or the facilities to um, welcome in autistic youth. So my son was excluded from sailing camp um, here in Charleston. After the first year, my wife and I decided that we should probably fix that. So we started a camp locally. We partnered with uh, a local sailing organization and we ran the first camp. Uh, we had 10 spots uh, and 70 kids applied the first year. And that was when my wife and I realized that maybe we are kind of onto something. So we ran it locally for uh, 
four years, we had a COVID year. And then um, two years ago, we took the show on the road, so to speak, and we filed for our own 501c3 at Spectrum Sailing. And we, that first year, were in Chicago, Charleston, and Sarasota. So we had 60 kids the first year. And then last year was the year that we really kind of blew up. We were in eight cities across the country. That's when Toledo was added to the mix. And in 2024, we have 10 camps scheduled. So that'll be over 200 kids will get to sail with us next year, or I should say this year, it's January. And um, we've never charged a family. All of our camps are free for the kids. And we really uh, believe that we're truly on the forefront of inclusion when it comes to sailing. Now, how do the camps used to get funded then? Is that by the club, a club sponsors them, or how does that go about? Yeah, so we are lucky that we have some great partners. One of them is North Cape Yacht Club. For us to be able to be in Toledo, uh, we wouldn't be able to deliver uh, our camps to the, the families of Northwest Ohio without a sponsor like North Cape. So in this case, they supply us with boats. They supply us with a classroom. They supply us with volunteers. And then to offset the cost of the camp, um, you know, we have some experts that travel. I have to fly in. Those types of expenses, we fundraise in each of the communities that we're in. So um, last year, as an example, we had Toledo Federation of Teachers. The union stepped up and sponsored us. Um, we had Wells Fargo. We had some other partners in Toledo that made sure that we could cover our expenses to come to come there and run that camp. And we do that in all the cities that we're in. What's the most unique locale that you went to or are going to go to next year in 24? So last year, the most unique was probably Park City, Utah. I didn't know they had sailing in Utah, (laughs) Um, but we sailed on a dammed lake and it was gorgeous. You could look up and there were still snow covered mountains in the distance and we were sailing these J-22s around the lake. That sounds amazing. I don't remember seeing the pictures from that. I'm going to have to check the Facebook page again. Yeah, that would, camp would have been in July. It was the week after 4th of July. So we were in Toledo, Chicago, and then it was it was Utah last year. And it was it was I've never sailed in the middle of the, the mountains. It was amazing. This year the most unique, we're going to be in Portland, Maine, and we're going to be in uh, Newport Beach, California. So you can't get too much much farther apart. Did you mention to me when I saw you in, in the Toledo area something about somewhere in the Caribbean was interested in you or or did I yeah, make so that up? No, no, no. We um, we are in discussion with um, uh, uh, autism group in St. Croix in the Virgin Islands. And so um, we are hoping that we can add that to the schedule next year. Um, I volunteer as tribute. To yeah. uh, go to St. Croix, absolutely. That trip <laughs> yeah. is already full. <laughs> yeah. So we found, you know, kind of like you asked me, you know, what do the clubs do and how does that partnership work? Um, you know, I found a fleet of Rhodes 19s down there and um, found a sailor. And then we have an autism group who wants us to come. You know, they don't know anything about the sailing piece, but they're going to help us, you know, with the kids and with staff and volunteers. So we're starting to put the pieces together. It's just scheduling. And, um, you know, now a lot of the camps we go to are asking us for multi-year commitments. Um, and so I, we just got to make it fit, you know, this year I'll be in 10 different cities. Plus I have to travel and speak a couple of times. So, you know, the whole idea of this was, um, you know, 
for me to be a stay-at-home dad, but I'm now I'm traveling more than I did when I worked full-time. So, Do you have any plans to kind of multiply Scott, if you will, and have more people out doing what you're doing so you can just blow this thing up? Or right now, do you want to keep your hands on it all? I mean, I don't mean that in a negative way, but I mean... No, 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 I understand. Um, that's exactly what we're what we're discussing. You know, I was actually on a, on a meeting with a, a board member this morning, and our growth strategy is top of mind. Of course... None of that is possible without fundraising. So, um, you know, I work in this role unpaid um, and, and I have a somewhat full-time volunteer who's who's full-time helps me. Uh, she'll actually be at the camp in Toledo this year. She's based in New Orleans. I met her at our uh, camp down in New Orleans. But uh, ultimately, we have to take that step financially through fundraising to be able to employ some staff and hire people to take my place as we can grow. But we've had some great great people work with us at different camps and we've sort of keep those in the back of our mind for people we could hire when it comes time to make that next step and continue to grow. Well, tell us a little bit about if, if you were to go like to a camp, it are the formats pretty much the same from camp to camp, just location or, I mean, uh, tell us a little bit about how that would go. Let's say I was wanting to go to a camp, never been to a camp and I have a kid that I send, what could they expect? Yeah. So most of our camps run very similar to what um, I know you uh, and, and, and Brandy volunteered last year and you got to see our camp, you know, firsthand. Most of the camps run very similar to Toledo, but um, for those of the people that haven't participated in one, I'm happy to walk you through. Uh, we break the group of, of 20 kids uh, into 10. So we have 10 in the morning and 10 in the afternoon. It's a three day long camp. So the kids come in at uh, nine o'clock for the morning session. We start with a nod of the day and the kids get to um, sort of interact and mingle with each other. And then, um, you know, I have my very famous uh, joke of the day. And then we, we go through a chalk talk lesson, very similar to any other traditional sailing camp. Um, we keep the lesson fairly short, but then we go out to the boats um, after we do life jackets and bathroom and sunscreen and water bottles and we make our way to the boats and we go practice the skills that we learned in the classroom. We really try to keep them on the water as much as we can. So that session runs till noon. Then those kids leave. And at one o'clock, we get another set of 10 kids and we do it all over again. So we usually use three keel boats. We don't use oppies or prams or anything like that. We use keel boats. And then um, I'm usually in a coach boat out there with our with our sailing crew, we'll have one sailing instructor on the boat and then another adult, usually with experience from the autism community. So teachers, nurses, doctors, OTs, PTs, those types of people. And we put them on the boats with the other instructor. So the ratio is three kids to two adults on two boats and four kids to two adults on another boat. So that's kind of the breakdown and how the camp runs. I still remember the the bad pizza lecture, you know, about the the no go zone and the bad pizza and and uh, yeah, that was that was good. The not the not time is pretty fun because uh, I remember uh, one of the young men running around helping everybody do knots and oh my gosh, it was it, oh it was so much fun. Brandy, what was you involved? Know, go ahead, go ahead, Scott. Well, I was just going to say one of the takeaways from knots is, is pretty interesting. And I've had it happen at multiple camps where, you know, Daniel's 15 and he still doesn't tie his shoes. Um, 
but I've had kids leave camp and then the parent texts me, Hey, he, you know, Billy can't tie his shoes till he came to camp. He came home and taught us the three knots you taught him. And now he's, he's decided today's the day he's going to learn to tie his shoes. So some of those things that we do that are part of sailing, um, you know, I don't really care if the kids leave knowing how to tie a bowline. But what it does is it it opens up other doors for them and their confidence to try other things like tying their shoes or whatnot. So, what was involved, Brandy? I'm just gonna say, okay, we talk, Scott talked about what he does now. What as far as a club sponsor, what was involved with you guys, and what did you need to do to get ready before those guys even hit the door? Well, I I wasn't. Uh, directly involved with the organization of it last year. But I do know um, some of the things that were involved is we had a few members who um, organized the Coast Guard to come in and and meet with the kids and each each of the uh, new sailors got a hat and got to see the Coast Guard boat and we had... That's very popular, by the yes. way. Yes. Oh, it was... <laughs> That was incredibly, and those hats were so cool. Um, And then uh, also the the mascot from the Toledo Mud Hens came in and and saw the kids, and they also handled all of the press. We had uh, a couple of different uh, newspapers and also uh, um, uh, stations. Uh, television stations uh, come in and do some stories on on the camp. And so there was a lot of organization around that. And then we also had a number of members who were involved in organizing um, meals for uh, between the two camps, like to to get to feed all the people who are volunteering. Um, from my end, uh, since I run the adult uh, learn to sail program. I'm not the only person in charge of that, um, but I'm I'm one of the people uh, behind that program. We use the same boats for Spectrum that we use for Adult Learn to Sail. So um, I was involved a lot in making sure that the boats were prepped. Um, my uh, partner Doug Isaacson, my partner in Adult Learn to Sail, Doug Isaacson would bring the boats around. We'd make sure everything was clean, everything was organized and ready for ready for the students. Um, I helped in getting some of our Adult Learn to Sail uh, instructors. Those were our um, our club instructors on each boat. Um, so we had a we had a crew of about four or five of our adult learn to sail instructors who uh, volunteered to come in during the day. So there was organization around that. Um, There was a lot of communication back and forth with Scott and make just making sure that all the logistics ran as, as necessary. Um, And in part because the, um, because spectrum sailing was happening at the same time that our adult learn to sail program was sailing, we, I was also helping with prepping the boats from when the spectrum sailing sailors were done at four o'clock and prepping that and making sure everything was ready to go for our adult learn to sail uh, students at six o'clock. So those boats were in use for for the week of spectrum sailing. Those uh, those keel boats were in use from from, you know, like nine in the morning until nine in the evening. And so there was, there were some logistics about that. Um, We did help a little bit with, with volunteers and making sure that there were enough people to, um, 
to man all the boats or to person all the boats if we want to use some gender inclusive language here. Um, but uh, so, like I said, my daughter was was involved and was super excited, like the knot tying um part of the day was one of one of her favorite things as well but on our end um it was a lot of logistics but and and i think um initially there was a little bit of concern just because uh, just because a lot of people didn't know what this was going to look like. Um, they weren't sure how it was how it was going to how it was going to operate. Um, but there's a tremendous amount of enthusiasm and support behind Spectrum Sailing uh, from the club at this point, and all of our adult learn to sail instructors were super enthusiastic. Absolutely loved it. Some of them <laughs> said afterwards that it was significantly easy to work with the students in Spectrum than it is to work with teaching adults how to sail. I would say from from a volunteer standpoint when I came up um, that North Cape Yacht Club did a fabulous job at organizing things. The food was good. The boats were ready. They had a nice facility. Uh, it, it was very nice. Thank you. It was very North, nice. North Cape... North Cape was a unique camp for us. One is uh, we've never had anyone donate food like that. So we had, you know, basically a catered lunch every day and that was taken care of by the club, which was very appreciated. A lot of times I'm eating a sandwich from a gas station or something in between camps. Just don't do uh, gas so station awesome. sushi though. Okay. By the way, just yeah. a suggestion. <laughs> and uh, the other thing that, that North Cape provided that we've never had before was a family boat. Um, so normally we leave, we put the kids on the boats and the moms and dads stay in the parking lot or they can leave during camp. But in North Cape, we had a member of the, of the yacht club volunteer his trawler. And so he took out a large powerboat and invited the parents to participate. So they were able to go out and actually see their kids sailing versus watching from the shore or me sharing pictures. So that was another unique thing that, that North Cape offered that our other camps don't. And that's something I'd like to add in the future that we could add because I think it really um, magnified the experience for the, for the parents, as well as we had some donors wanted to come out and actually see the camp. You know, we had some Toledo city of Toledo um, uh, council members. We had other people come out and actually want to see what the camp is like. And by having that extra boat there that allowed that to happen. So North Cape really went above and beyond what they needed to do for us. Some of our camps, um, you know, it's just our Spectrum staff and we handle volunteers and we handle all of that. But with North Cape was a great partnership and they were able to deliver a lot more of that experience than some of the other cities we go to. I, I tell you, it was nice too. They parents could come up alongside and take their own pictures. It was so cool. You know, the kids are just so excited. There's mom and dad and they're getting their picture snapped. And I thought that was just awesome. Well, and my, yeah, that's that's unique. My husband volunteered as well, and he was um, he was never on the on the boats with the with the students. Um, he doesn't have a lot of experience uh, working with students who have learning differences, but he was frequently on the parent boat. Uh, Jan and Charlie Antal uh, are the ones who who took their boat out, and I think they're very enthusiastic about doing that again this year. But um, my husband, Bill, said that that was one of the most rewarding experiences for him um, because he he was with he was with parents on the boat and um, 
I know one of the dads uh, broke down in tears seeing his seeing his son on a boat, you know, working cooperatively with with other students and doing some some uh, sailing independently. And um, there it it was a very emotional uh, experience for a lot of the parents. So I think I think that parent boat was was particularly important on a on a number of levels. And I know that's something that my husband regularly talks about is the how important that was to the parents to be able to see what was happening and to be able to see their their kids really finding success on those on those sailboats. Right. Go ahead, Scott. Well, I was just going to say, I think I, I consider that and I talk about it sometimes as that being like there's a ripple effect, right? So the original idea of all this was to get kids on the water because, you know, my son didn't get to go. So we started that and we got the kids to sail and that's great. And we've learned that what what is really happening with these kids is, you know, we create a really safe space for them and give them an opportunity to learn a new skill. And it just impacts their self-esteem when they leave and all that is is great. But there's other circles that are impacted by the camp, one of which is the volunteers. You know, Brandy mentioned how important uh, and, and how enthusiastic the volunteers are to come back and teach these kids. So that's rewarding for them as well, not just for the kids that go sailing, but the volunteers who get to participate. And then there's another circle, which is the parents, because these parents don't get to see their kids succeed. They don't get to see their kid invited to camps and invited to programs like this. They don't exist. So that parent group, gets to have their break and gets to go out on a boat. These people aren't yacht club kids with autism. These are kids who would never get to go boating. These aren't families that traditionally boat. So the parents get to see all this as well. And I feel like those ripples go out and it's, there's a number of people impacted, not just the 20 kids that we take sailing. So I love when we show the impact with the parents and how the parents get, get a break or they get to form a peer group with each other and ask, well, where, what dentist do you use? And where does your son get his hair cut? They get to have their own peer group of the adults. And because these moms aren't sitting at soccer practice talking to each other, you know, but they can stay at spectrum sailing and the parents can talk and share. And I think that's probably those, those ripples are as important as the impact is for just the individual kids that get to sail. I think Brandy was almost getting ready to cry. So, you know, you talk about volunteers getting touched. Um, you mentioned something, um, a safe space, which which I found really fascinating. When we were there, if a kid, and sometimes, you know, somebody listening to this might have a kid, a child with autism, and think, I don't know if my kid could do it. Here, here's what we did. We took a kid out on a boat, and we had radios and radios on the shore. And if a kid was having a hard time and he wanted to come back in, we'd radio in. And they would say, who's coming back in? Somebody would be there to meet them. They had activities for them on the shore. So, and maybe the next day the kid would stay out a little longer. So I like the fact that that was all anticipated. Um, we had a kid who, a child who was kind of unsure. And I said to him, I said, do you want your dad to go with you? And then that was good. Dad went with them. He were out there for an hour, like an hour, and the kid wanted to come back. And Dad said, "I'm sorry." I said, "About what?" I said, "He was out here for an hour." Mm-hmm. And he said, "Yeah." So we took him back, and and there's no big deal made about it. It was set up. You dropped the sails. You ran the boat in. We said, "You guys still want to go?" Yep. Put him back. And we had 
kids on various levels, you know, uh, degrees of the spectrum, I will, if you will. And we had one young man who played high school football, I remember specifically, and him, he brought a friend and they wanted to see if we could heal the boat enough that they could get their butt wet sitting on the rail. (laughs) And they did did make it. They did make it, by the way. Uh, But then there were other kids. He was a big boy. Yeah. He was. We've had kids... uh, We've had kids that are sailing to the telltale on the third day, keeping the boat in trim, you know, and then we have kids that are nonverbal and never drive or, or right. don't want to participate. They just want to want to go out there and, and take it in. So, you know, we try to include everyone and give everyone an opportunity to participate. There's no, I mean, everybody's experience is unique. So uh, successes are different and measured differently for each kid. So, so uh, some kids, it's just walking on the dock is a success, right? So, so essentially, you know, everyone is included. You don't have any like, hey, this cr- you have to meet this criteria. Any kid on the spectrum can participate. Yeah. So we have uh, pretty high um, registration numbers. We average about fifty kids at camp that actually um, register. There's a couple things that would exclude someone. Um, we've had kids who don't speak English as their language. So that's a challenge sometimes if I don't have someone that can like speak Spanish or speak Russian or whatever the child speaks. Um, if they need a full one-on-one aid, 100% of the time, that's a challenge because we really only have room for so many kids. And so if you need a one-on-one aid, then you're taking another kid's space um, on the boat, which is a bit of a challenge at times. Um, we've had, you know, we don't have a nursing staff, so we've had, you know, a child with a feeding tube or something like that, that we just can't um, deliver that kind of care that they need um, just from a staffing standpoint. But pretty much outside of those couple um, exclusions, everyone has an opportunity. And then we have a lottery and we pick the kids from the lottery and then, um, the kids that don't make it go on a on a wait list, and then if we have kids cancel or whatnot, we uh, we just go to the wait list and fill up their spot. Have there ever been any discussion? I might have talked to you about this before, and I thought you said it would be impractical, but about staying somewhere two weeks. That's totally possible as we grow. Right now, um, you know, as I mentioned, I mean, I'm pretty much the staff, um, and so for me to sort of budget 10 weeks of travel. Um, You know, we have camps locations that we're turning down Um, as we grow and we bring on staff, um, you know, to have uh, more of of Scott's uh, out there, as you like to say before, um, there would be no problem with us, you know, staying somewhere. We've actually, um, I know you've had uh, Miss Kate Fineski on in the past from the Great Lakes. um, Yep. Today, this morning. Yep. Yep. Um, they've been a great partner of ours and we've actually been in discussion, of maybe for a full summer season, we would hire someone to do just great lakes camps. So we would go Cleveland, Toledo, Chicago, back up into Michigan, Milwaukee, where we would have a great lakes arm of the camp. And that would be somebody's job for the summer to just run those camps, uh, across the great lakes. So if there was a demand and a club wanted to keep us, um, and there was a community that would support the fundraising efforts for two weeks of the camp, we could do that at some point. That sounds amazing. It does sound pretty cool, doesn't it? Now, let's I know all you teachers out there can apply for that job. That would be a dream job for a <laughs> for a teacher cuz you get the summer and you get to travel all the great lakes. Actually, uh, actually yeah, partnering up with the uh, the teachers union, you could find I mean there'd be a number of people who uh, 
could sail and do summers and and where do yeah. I send my resume, Scott? Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'd say if only I knew a guy. I knew we a guy a who teacher. was a nurse and also, man, I yeah. tell you, you know. In Chicago, we have a uh, at Corinthian Yacht Club. We have a gentleman who's volunteered with us for two years, and he's a Chicago public school teacher. Awesome. Um, and he has a big boat. And I was sort of hinting at it last year, like, you know, you could sail from camp to camp and stay on your boat. And he was pretty intrigued, but we're not quite there yet. But uh, that, that would be pretty incredible, wouldn't it? Yeah. Now let's talk about uh, a practical aspect of it. Uh, as let's say somebody's listening and says, you know, I love this. How do I give you money? Cause you need sure. money, right? I mean, I mean, not oh, to yeah. be crass, but everything <laughs> runs on money. And, and no, it's true. All these neat ideas and these fun things that we can grow into all will only happen, you know, as we continue to grow support from the community and, and from businesses. So you have spectrumsailing.org is our website. Um, you're welcome to go there. There's a link there that you can do credit card donation. If, uh, anyone wants to donate in any other way, um, whether it be, um, you know, from a, from a fund or a family foundation or something like that, they can always reach out to me, Scott at spectrumsailing.org. All the contact information is on the website and I'm happy to discuss any, um, unique donation ideas We're we are an open book and we are, are open to any great ideas of ways to partner. So, We've got some really neat partners online. You know, we had Harkin last year. We're going to add Harkin Derm. Their dermatology product is added this year. We're going to do some sun education. Um, they've actually funded us to go to long sleeve shirts this year. So all of our kids get free shirts this year. They're going to all be long sleeve thanks to Harkin Derm. Oh, that's um, great. We, yeah, Sea Bags is our partner for the main camp. And so they're coming on board as well. So we're really open to working with companies um, or individuals and, and talking about how and how they would want to support us and how they can help us continue to grow. If you don't mind, I'm going to uh I'm going to step in here for just a second. Um we are uh North Cape is hosting a fundraiser uh regatta on June 22nd this year. So, uh it'll be on a Saturday and in the in the spirit of trying to be as inclusive as possible, we didn't want it to be just a points race because that excludes a <laughs> that excludes includes a, a fairly significant number of, of sailors. So there will be uh, two races involved. One will be a points race, but the other one will be a fun race. Um, we're hoping that we can invite some of the uh, some of the sailors, both from this year's camp and the previous year's camp, to to participate in that fun race on on one of the boats. Um, we have a the plans aren't solidified yet except for the date um but we do know that uh we're planning to get some some local celebrities for for the fun race and boats can bid on local celebrities and then uh the celebrities will pull a um they will pull a handicap so like you get to take three minutes off your time because because you've taken the celebrity with you or or whatever the case may be. Um, we're also hoping to have a, um, a fun auction to go alongside that. And uh, a me- like we're thinking maybe some some food trucks and maybe an ice cream truck. And I know there's a DJ that's interested in in volunteering some time to come on board. Um, so for 
local sailors. You do not have to be a competitive racer. Um, I'm not a competitive racer. Anyone at North Cape will tell you that um, I participate in Wednesday night races and I am not good at all. <laughs> um, but but our hope is to have to have kind of this uh, fun race alongside that so that we can include as many people as many people as possible. So if folks from from Jolly Roger want to come out for for that, yeah, we're going to talk to Monroe Boat Club, too, um, and and some other local um local sailing groups were really, really excited about the potential for that event. Now, also along with that, um, as you know, the sailing week is coming up, is there anything anybody can also do to volunteer who may not be a member of North Cape, but they say, hey, I want to help get you guys prepared? What what needs do you guys have um, with it coming up? Are you talking about the January, the June 22nd or are you talking about the Spectrum Sailing Camp right now? Either. Okay. Either. If they want to support the program... There will there will definitely be volunteer opportunities um, for for members and non-members alike. So if someone is interested and they say, well, you know, I've never been on a boat and maybe I don't have a whole lot of experience with uh, students with learning differences, but I'd, I'd really love, this is a great program. I'd really love to help out. There are all sorts of things that that um, we can we can find opportunities for folks, whether it's um, organization, check-in, um, helping with helping with food, um, even if it's just um, like, for example, on on that that race day, if if someone just wants to come out on one of the boats that is, uh, you know, the the boat that is kind of making sure seeing how people go out and come back in and marking people off and marking times and that sort of thing. Like is, a race committee boat yeah, or like something. A committee, yeah. Thank you. Oh my goodness. Words are hard. Um, so, uh, it's okay. You're, didn't you say a reading specialist? So, I am a reading right, specialist. Yeah. But, yeah. But, but you know, but that's, that's the written word. So that's different. Yeah. Well, my PhD is in rhetoric and writing studies. So yeah, it's going really well for me today. I'm clearly, I'm clearly demonstrating all of that expertise expertise. Um, but there will be, there will absolutely be opportunities where we're hoping for the race day to have a couple of, um, for the fun race to have a couple of goofy challenges along the way. So like, yeah, um, you get minutes taken off of your time if you uh, throw a water balloon into a, a bucket that's anchored on a Why boat. Why not into another boat? Yes, perhaps another boat. Maybe we're, we're that trying... That would be the fun race, though, because the real racers, yeah, no, those... if you start throwing up and they start yelling, starboard, starboard, yes, that wouldn't go over they well. Will be, they will be deeply angry and we, yeah, will, you mentioned, we don't uh, want that to happen. You mentioned in the beginning, this is where the pirates come to play. So the pirates can attack each other uh, in the fun race. If Water wish. cannons. Um, yeah, this will be a, a really fun, inclusive event. Um, don't think of it as a stuffy yacht club race. It's not going to be that at all. So Thurston Howell will be there, though. Thurston Howell the third. You know, that's for you. That's a reference for you older people. Sorry. Sadly, I am, I believe, one of the celebrities to be bid on. I guess if someone bid enough money, I could dress uh, and wear my ascot. I suppose. But uh, we'll I would to love to see you in an ascot. I I think yeah. that is going to be a real draw, Scott. And and now that you've said that, you mean I Scott in the ascot? Yeah, Scott oh, okay, in the ascot. Okay. 
I I don't think you're going to be able to back out of that now. So do pack the ascot. This is recorded. Scott agreed to wear an ascot if you bid enough money. I can I can bring a full yacht club regalia, navy blue coat, ascot. How about a cap? White pants. Do you have a cap? Yeah. Oh, I'll get a little captain's hat. Yeah. We'll we'll uh, again. It's all for the kids. When will registration open, or is it open for camp? Does anybody can tell me that? Yep, I can tell you. We will open registration in April. So um, right around uh, beginning of April, right after Easter. Look for that, and then we'll let the families know. We'll do the lottery um, like three weeks before camp, so families have plenty of time to plan if their child got in or didn't get in. Okay, okay. But then at that time, are you also going to tell them that um, about the other event on the 22nd, and if they can't come, say you may be interested in, I mean, would that be appropriate? Yeah, that'll be, we will partner with North Cape on those communications, whatever, you know, as North Cape, um, wants to promote the event, we'll promote it to our families, to our database of, of local sailors, as well as uh, we'll have it on our social media and all that. So this is a pilot project, really. And again, I mentioned how North Cape went above and beyond last year with the food and the volunteers and the powerboat. This is another thing where North Cape is, is really stepping up and hosting an event for us. No other club has done this yet. And I'd love to sort of use this as an example of things that we could do in other clubs uh, around the country. So um, we're really excited for this event and we'll make sure that we get the word out. And like, like, uh, like Brandy said, we don't have to, you don't have to be a sailor. You don't have to do anything. If you want to participate, there'll be a ton of opportunities to volunteer. Can you imagine the promo for the other clubs? We got Scott and a speedo with an eye patch on like captain Ron. What do you yep. think? I th- sure. I think this is it like, could be a calendar. This is grade A promotional material. Uh, I I just can't imagine a better way to promote this. Right. I'm sure you know New York Yacht Club, Annapolis Yacht Club, these prestigious institutions. I'm sure would love I, to I, have I, me there. I'm certain. Studio. I'm certain <laughs> that will be as long as you have a, an influence. A jacket on too, though you'd be jacket. all right. Right. Yeah, I got to wear. You can't go on the second floor of the club if you don't have the jacket on the tie. But they don't say anything about pants. Correct. And I'll just wear some Sperry's and I'm good to go. Yeah. Yeah, you're good anywhere with Sperry's. I mean, mean, for real. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you have anything in closing, Scott? Anything you want to add? Yeah, I can just do a quick rundown on where we're going to be this year. So, because I know you have uh, a very broad listening audience. It's not just in Toledo, but. I know we talked quite a bit about our Toledo camp, but we're going to kick it off this year in, uh, in February. We're in Newport Beach, California. In March, we're going to be in Jacksonville. We're going back to Florida Yacht Club. They're a great host. We love being in Jacksonville. In April, we are going our first time to Houston. We're going to be at Lakewood Yacht Club. And we're going to do the camps there on their RS-21 fleet. So we're pretty excited about adding Houston to our, to our calendar. In May, we're going to be in Pensacola, Florida. We've actually partnered with American Magic, uh, the America's Cup team that is based there in Pensacola. And that's um, pretty Pensacola awesome. Yacht Club. That is it really is awesome. rad. It is awesome. And um, I don't want to over promise and under deliver, but uh, we may be able to get some autograph um, materials for that auction from American Magic. But um, 2024, as you can imagine, they're pretty busy. Um, they got a trophy to go in. So they're not going to be um, on site at our camp in Pensacola this year, but they've already asked for us to come back in 2025 and they want to be 
hands-on directly part of our camp. So we're pretty jacked about that partnership in Pensacola, as you can imagine. Um, in June, like I mentioned, we're going to be in Toledo, um, 11, 12, 13. And then the following week, we're in Chicago with Corinthian Yacht Club, which was one of our original hosts. We love we loved the camp in Chicago. And then we'll have that 22nd in June will be the regatta. In July, we're going to be in Portland, Maine. Uh, it'll be the first time we've gone to Maine. So we're excited to add Maine as a destination. Um, and then in August, we go to Holland, Michigan, up just up the road a little bit. We actually had a volunteer last year that loved the Toledo camp so much that he chose to come up and volunteer with us in Holland. Uh, so we're on Makatawa Bay there with um, Makatawa Bay Yacht Club and their youth sailing program. Um, and we use their J-22s there. So that's a, a great camp. It's early in August before the kids go back to school. So you, um, that's a close one there. Another one that, uh, that the National Museum of the Great Lakes likes to sponsor that camp as well. And then in September, we're back in Florida. We're in Sarasota. Uh, that was one of our original host cities, and we love sailing with the sailing squadron there. It's an amazing place. If someone's looking to come down and volunteer, that's a fun one to do. And then October, we wrap up the year here in Charleston. We'll be uh, back again with College of Charleston sailing program here in Mount Pleasant, where I live, um, the first weekend in October, with the hopes of our first national I think we're going to host a virtual gala type event um, where we bring in a speaker. We have some of the parents talk to kind of wrap up the year and we're going to do a, a raffle and whatnot, but that'll be in November. So look for that um, invitations for that as well. So um, that's our year and uh, we're going to be all over the country. We'd love to have anyone uh, that wants to support us in any of the cities that we're in, please. Um, of course, financially, we're looking for sponsors as well as the donors, but um if you want to volunteer as well, we'd love to have you guys on site at any of our camps. Well, thanks, Scott, for spending some time with us. And that was, that was exciting. I'm looking forward to seeing you guys back here in June myself. Yeah, I can't wait to sail with you guys. All right. Have, have a good day.